Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Checking In with RHAA, the show where we check in with one of our alumni, hit that rewind button on their journey, and break it down. We are your host, Andy Tran. And Chantal Wong. <laughs> Sorry, I had to put that in for the first episode. Of course. Right. Anyways, we are finally here. Very first episode yeah. of this podcast. Took, oh, a, my God. took a few weeks, but we're here. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> So the reason why we wanted to do this podcast is that we wanted to bring um, our alumni stories closer or in a better format. What's the word I'm looking for? A more... Just tell people stories, really. Yeah, just to tell people stories in, in another medium. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. We, have a, um, we just finished recording the interview with the very first guest, Jesse, Jesse Wong, who graduated alongside with me in the year 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, before we get into things, I think we need to tell everyone who a, a little, little bit about, about ourselves. ourselves yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think we should start with graduation year or when you'll graduate in your case, uh, <laughs> while we went into hospitality and, um, our current roles. So jobs, positions in the RHAA, all that good stuff. Yeah. Do you want to go first yeah. or sure. should I? Um, I'll go first. Go for it. <laughs> uh, so my name is Andy Tran. I graduated in March of 2020. So I had the distinct honor of being the very first graduating class of COVID-19. <laughs> Truly a special, special, special Truly class. a special honor to be bestowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so how or why I got into hospitality? Well, um, to be honest, it's not that exciting of a story. Uh, I, I just remember, exciting. I just remember in um, high school, I never really knew what I wanted to do. Like, um, like I had an interest for like interior design, but you know, as you can, he did that wall. By the way, for all yeah. the video viewers, <laughs> he painted that wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had an interest in that, but like I wasn't sure if I wanted to have that as like my career. Uh, But in grade 10, um, our high school offered a hospitality and tourism course. And that kind of piqued my interest. Uh, But then it wasn't until like grade 11 or 12, where I took the course again. And like the teacher there who taught it for those two years, like, kind of like fostered my interest a little bit more. And I started to take it more seriously. Um, And then when it was time to pick um, universities, I was looking at what I need for like interior design. And what I need for hospitality. And like, I was just like, I think hospitality is the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, let's just do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Were you actually only looking at Ryerson? So I knew that I wanted to be downtown. That's but I wasn't that. like, I wasn't like specifically like dead set on Ryerson. Mm-hmm. But like, when I was like looking for like hospitality programs, Ryerson was on the top of my list yeah (laughs) just because it's downtown exactly yeah and it was that or guelph and i would and which don't get me wrong guelph has a great program as well we just like the downtown life. yeah in the end the location kind of did it for me yeah uh currently on the rhaa i am on the communications committee um so i help with um so the communications committee is basically anything you see on social media, on the LinkedIn's, on the Instagram, and now this podcast, which is our brand new initiative that we're starting this year. Exciting. Um, in terms of uh, jobs, I am currently working at Angus Glen Golf Club in uh, Markham. Uh, I am the lead on-course supervisor. So for those who don't speak golf lingo, <laughs> I just take care of all the food and beverage that is served on course. So on the beverage cards at the halfway houses and if tournaments start up again, any of the food stations that we might have. So yeah, that's just a little bit about me. How about you, Chantal? What's okay. your little interesting backstory over here? My backstory is quite the spiel, to be honest. Um, so my graduation year, first of all, as you can see, is 2024. Um, that's because I am in a five-year co-op program. So I'm entering my third year of the program now. Um, why I went into hospitality is, is really something I think. So basically when I entered high school, I was hundred percent committed to going into graphic design. 
Um, no one was going to change my mind. I did every single project possible for graphics, whether it be the yearbook or for musicals, fashion shows. I worked on basketball tournaments for my school. I basically wow. did everything possible. Um, and that's kind of how I ended up in RHGSS and I met Andy, of course. Um, but in doing like musicals and all of that uh, theater publicity, I also ended up doing stage management for theater, which is basically like you kind of run the show, uh, you run a lot of the rehearsals, you build the day to day schedule, you do all the calls on the day of the actual mm -hmm. live performance. Um, and I kind of realized if I'm spending, you know, five days a week doing this stage management thing, and that's what I was doing when I was in my senior year. I was um, the stage manager of my school's like largest production, which was the musical. And I was spending pretty much every waking moment working on it. And then I decided to apply for theater and for graphics for post-secondary. And along you also, that... Sorry, you also left out a, a key um, uh, info about that. How, what was the budget for that school production? Um, it was like five figures. <laughs> What in the high school musical were you doing? <laughs> I okay, first of all, if anyone's in theater, copyright is the most expensive thing. It is literally half of your production value. Um, okay. So I was in charge of a five figure production. Um, loved it, but I realized uh, that would be at 15, 16? I was 17, 17. Okay, when I was bad. working on that. I was 17 when I was doing that. Wow. <laughs> Still the craziest thing ever. Luckily, I didn't manage like too much of the financials. I did more like the day-to-day -day stuff. Um, but yeah, so I ended up applying for theater and graphics. And along with that also, um, I started looking into event management. So things like outside of theater that I could run the events of. And Byerson is already on my radar because of the graphics program. So I ended up applying for hospitality. Nice. And now I'm in the program. Uh, so it's a bit of a long yeah. story, but that's how I ended up yeah, here. Yeah, it's a great program to be in, obviously. It really is, obviously. Yeah. We both went through it. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like through courses and stuff, like right now, like my top interests are like event event planning. Mm -hmm. um, like I'm a huge fan of like WWE. So like I'm like really into like live event production mm -hmm. as well. Exactly, which I think... Um, if, if you know the two of us, we're very events focused, that's for sure. Yeah, we are very <laughs> events focused. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I guess current roles. Uh, so I'm on a co-op semester right now. So mm -hmm. I work as a marketing coordinator on the conference team for D2L, which is basically... Um, the infamous desire to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the desire to learn uh, yeah. software for anyone who goes to Ryerson, went to Ryerson, or goes to another institution, that's basically where all of our online courses are found. I cannot tell you a single thing about how backend works of that. I work on their conference team. <laughs> um, but that's my current role. And during yeah. the school year, I work as the events assistant for the Hospitality Alumni Association. So I just sit in all the committees yeah. and run some events. <laughs> you're all over the place of the RJ. Like you're the backbone of RJ pretty much. <laughs> I don't know about the backbone. <laughs> I really think that's actually Laura. Um, but I, I try yeah. and help out wherever I can. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, speaking of RIJA, yes. the sole reason we're here, mm -hmm. uh, we have some updates that we have to share with you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So wanted to put that little graphic up there <laughs> so the first one i have on our list the golf tournament so what's going on with that yeah so we have decided to postpone the 25th annual golf tournament for another year uh to 2022 yeah. it's just you know it's the safest thing and hopefully we can all see each other again with yeah. our big finale 25th annual one yeah and it sucks, but hey, it's good things are worth waiting for, right? Exactly, exactly. And yeah. I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, and hey, like my goal is to learn how to golf this year. So maybe next year I can yeah. I can be a part of it. Um, if you could teach me to golf, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> you always have to drive up to Markham, though, because I don't think there are any golf courses downtown. No, um, you know, eventually we'll get there. Yeah. Um. All right, next on our list, um, I have something down about a new initiative in the fall from RJ. Yeah, so it's still a little bit uh, of a secret, top secret, I guess. 
but it's going to be a really exciting initiative i would say we're involving or involving a lot of uh, different alumni in this one and it's going to be something we can all do together but apart in the uh, climate of today right now Ooh, can't wait so is that launching uh like what when the new school season season oh my god when the new <laughs> school semester starts well it will be when the new season starts i'm i'm <laughs> expecting it to be in the fall sometime in the fall so everyone can kind of keep their eyes out on their social medias for that one all right awesome and instagram takeovers we've had a couple so far this year right yeah so the instagram takeovers have been a new initiative by this year's communications committee big shout out to um amelia kim and Catherine lowe who have been organizing that we've had at this time of recording three instagram takeovers um by an alumna from 2018 so jessica um alumna 2020 who is sarah alumna 2015 who's olivia um you can look at all of their takeovers on our instagram highlights and live their typical day yeah and they're interesting by the way like uh zara is in dubai right now yes yes they yeah, all she's... they all work in very different roles yeah <laughs> that's for sure um i think that's it for updates so far i think so too for yeah. for uh RJ anyways. yeah uh, so next, we just thought it might be fun just to do like a little like hospitality news kind of like update. So mm-hmm. like, I guess what's called a news check-in. So uh, me and Chantel, we were both um, just scrolling through like news articles and see if yeah. there's anything hospitality related that we can talk about. Using um, our research skills that we learned in our hospitality program. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. So the first one I have here, I actually found this on BlogTO. This happened uh, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toronto restaurant hurt by 100 cancelled reservations on opening weekend. Big ouch. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we are currently recording in June. So we just reopened like two weeks ago. So yeah, not long yeah, ago so at all. Patios are like fresh. Um, so I think anyone who lives in um, Ontario or at least like anywhere near like the GTA patios are a big deal. You know, everyone flocked to the patios when they reopened. Mm -hmm. So the manager at Bindia uh, tells blog to that while the weekend started off good on Friday on Saturday, 44 people canceled. And on Sunday, 57 people canceled patio reservations. Um, and they, they said they canceled like five minutes before. So the restaurant ended up seating 70 people on Saturday and only 55 on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And our industries are already been like, yeah. we have been so hard hit by this pandemic, obviously. And so for things to reopen and for this yeah. to happen, it just really like it breaks my yeah. heart. Because like people like, obviously people love to have choices so like mm-hmm. they make multiple reservations and then they just pick one last minute but then they don't then, and then they cancel the other ones but then but right now capacity is limited right that's what i don't really understand because even my friends and i like we've gone to patios but everything has been super booked so if you have the ability to cancel another reservation you know why wouldn't you yeah so uh, Bindia is now saying that they are um, adding on um, a charge or a cancellation fee if they cancel within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. $20 per person. I mean, 24 hours is, yeah. i got to be honest, like a, quite a long time because sometimes I know people book their yeah. patios on the day of. But I, I do think it is sort of fair for... Yeah for places to kind of charge because so like yeah my question i was going to pose was like is it do you think it's ethical to charge for like cancellations i think i think in the sense i've seen some patios start to charge for reservations and i I don't really know how it works if it comes off their bill or whatever but like a deposit almost yeah like a deposit like uh, in some sense i think in those cases it is sort of ethical because for you to cancel or to not show up when there are hundreds or dozens of people mm-hmm. out there who want that patio reservation 
it's just fair to other people. And I think it's also fair to the restaurant industry to be able to build themselves back up after all of this. Yeah. For me, like, I don't understand like people who like make like five reservations Mm -hmm. for that one day. Cause like, if I knew I want to go to that place, I'm going to go to that place. Yeah. There's no like debate about it. Exactly. Like it's, I feel like, at least for me, it's been you find the patio that has a spot like open. So I'm not sure how people are booking five open spots on patios. Yeah. That's kind hmm. of crazy. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like just to answer my own question, I feel yeah. like, yeah, a restaurants could go for it. Like charge a deposit, charge a cancellation fee. But maybe $20 is per person. $20 per person mm-hmm. might be a bit too much. <laughs> I think it really depends on the restaurant and like, how long their cancellations like 24 hours i admit like a lot of the time i book a patio on the day of so obviously Mm -hmm. like that's not gonna work if it's on the day of yeah or maybe because capacity is so limited like do we go away with reservations until capacity can be increased like walk-ins only yeah i mean it's it's really seeing how our industry is reviving again at least yeah For for sure all right. Uh, do you have a new story for us? I Chantel? do. I mean, speaking of our industry reviving, we kind of talked about the food sector. Um, I guess this is more tourism, even like domestic tourism. Mm-hmm. So Canada's Wonderland, which I have only been to once, and that was before I even moved here, uh, is reopening, which is exciting. Okay. When are they reopening? That is... A really good question. Um, they have announced that it would reopen on July 7th with COVID-19 safety protocols, obviously. Um, and it's okay. all part of uh, Ontario's Step 2 reopening plan. The tickets went on sale June 17th. But I know a lot of people have had questions about it. And I do too. I mean, I don't live yeah. anywhere near Canada's Wonderland, to be honest. But if I ever wanted to go, you know, a lot of people have the same questions that I do. Like, are we allowed to bring in hand sanitizer? What do you do about contact tracing? Um, you know, is like what's sort of the COVID procedures yeah. for that? So, like, obviously, like they they said masks, right? Like I would the park. So, yeah. so, like, are they selling food and beverage? Yeah, because if you're selling food and beverage, people are going to be taking off their masks, right? Yeah. And um, it also said, you know, their capacity is obviously going to be like way, way smaller, like 25 percent, but that's still almost like a thousand, two thousand people hmm. in the park. Yeah. I don't know. How I mean, do you I would feel still about go. it? I would still go. <laughs> I haven't been to Canada Wonderland. It's in- been a while since I've been too, so like I feel like I just need to like get out of my system. I don't think I've been since I was like fifteen and I'm almost yeah. twenty now. So <laughs> Yeah, but here's the thing, like how often are they gonna be like cleaning the ride? So like are they gonna that's be like clean. fogging it with the machine? Mm-hmm. Like after every rider or like what's mm-hmm. what's going to happen are they going to give you a wipe as you as you get on so it's like here wipe it yourself i mean amusement parks were already like you know they're outdoors they can only be so clean with that many people so yeah. i i really question how um how they're going to answer all mm-hmm. those questions and, and reviews yeah only time will tell i guess yeah but yeah. i mean I'm going to wait till like opening weekend and see what mm-hmm. the reviews are. Yeah. And before see how I start. People go there. For yeah. Sure. Um, do they have to like, like, like book a time? Cause I remember way back when, mm-hmm. like if I bought a ticket, the mm-hmm. ticket was good for any day of the season. But like when you buy mm-hmm. a ticket now, do you have to like pick a day at checkout? That's um, interesting. I mean, the article that I I'm seeing right now and I'm reading is you can still buy season passes and you can book dates hmm. is what it looks like. Wow. All right. I guess time will tell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone's getting their shots now. Hopefully. Yeah. I, I really don't know how they're going to run it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that sh- we should wrap it up right there. Yeah, I think um, so too. Yeah, so now we should move on to uh, Jesse Wong. <laughs> yeah, and her yeah. introduction. Yeah, so uh, she graduated in 2020. Um, so like her story is great because um, I, a lot of people can relate, you know, mm-hmm. being um, graduating in a pandemic and navigating your career in a pandemic. So uh, yeah, it should be a fun interview for you guys. Yeah, she's a fantastic uh, person. And uh, yeah. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. <laughs> 
All right, so get ready, guys, because we're about to be checking in with Jesse Wong. Jesse Wong's HTM journey began in 2014. Her interest in the hospitality industry was sparked after attending a Raptors game, and she ultimately decided to study hospitality here at Ryerson. During her undergrad, Jesse was off to the races, soaking up experience from every corner of the industry. From a summer position at Disney to a presidency stint on the Ryerson Hospitality and Tourism Student Society, Jesse reached her ultimate undergrad highlight when she studied abroad in Amsterdam. As April 2020 approached, Jesse was faced with the challenge of being one of the very first classes to graduate in a pandemic. Under these unprecedented circumstances, Jesse was able to find her stride as she currently works for a restaurant and two local BIAs where she is spearheading a weekend market aimed to showcase local businesses around the GTA. Hear her HDM journey and more as we're about to check in with Jesse Wong. All right, everyone, please welcome our very first guest on checking in with RHAA, Jesse Wong. Thank you. Thank you. Soundboard on a budget. There we go. (laughs) All right, first of all, how are you? I'm very well. I actually liked, um, loved chatting with you guys for the past 35 minutes when we were supposed to start that. (laughs) I was really great, really well today. Yeah. So I know you have like a million things going on, which we will get to. But before we get that, I just want to like hit rewind, you know, turn it all the way back and just talk about um, your undergrad first. So like like me, you graduated in 2020, first graduating class of COVID. (laughs) Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, gosh. (laughs) But yeah, so like, let's just go all the way back. So um what year you started and uh why did you choose to study hospitality i believe it was yeah great question to go back gotta think about it i think it was 2014 and i was thinking about this the typical answer i'd say is that i realize i'm pretty extroverted i love talking connecting with people and then i traveled with my family started loving that in the summers went back to hong kong where my family's from and then nice. also just love experiencing new things like hands-on um but more so when i think back to it i realized i did a lot of volunteering for hours in high school because it was really fun it was like a mindset where because i was a volunteer people would grab me here left and right like hey can you do this can you do this and i would always be like okay how do i do it how can like how can I help? And because they're appreciative of it, right? Mm-hmm. They say thank you. And I, I guess I thrived off that. Like the fast paced um, environment and like the people, right? Exactly. And it was also that mindset, like when you're volunteering, you're there early. So you're hustling for the setup and then there's like a little calm and then you get to chat with people. You get to walk around, get to see things, what's happening. And then at the end it was hustle again. So it's always fun. Mm-hmm. I think I realized, I remember this one event it was like a raptors game not a raptors fan so i'm not quite sure like even what had happened but i saw in the corner of my eye there was this person with a clipboard dressed pretty nicely and she was like pointing at things had a mic it looked like she was running the floor which she definitely was and i was like oh that looks really fun like whatever she's pointing at people are doing people are going there people are getting things done um and i thought that was like really fun that looked really fun I looked it seemed like I could do that type of leadership and uh, so that's kind of exactly where I am now really just yeah no for sure yeah left and right so like like, oh no go ahead Chantal I was just gonna say I feel like that's such an uh, an event mindset because I think all three of us are pretty events orientated and you were involved in stuff like that at Ryerson when you were um like doing extracurriculars and stuff like that a hundred percent. It wasn't until like you guys reached out to me, I kind of forgot any of the experience of events that I had. I mean, everything we do, at least graduating hospitality and tourism, like you always have a job that's in operations. But after a while, you kind of like either merge some of the sectors and you kind of forget like a few of the very specific experiences. And I definitely forgot, like I did 
Uh, I had like a job in banquets. I, I did catering one time before. And now that I think back, I'm like, oh yeah, these are all events that I had to plan, not just like hotelier or something. But yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you were involved in a lot during your undergrad. <laughs> like, um, you were president of RHCSS yes. for a year. Um, yeah. You um, we worked in uh, Ted Rogers Catering, I believe, right? I feel yeah. like that was actually a good spark. Good. Catering? Because then I went to more yeah. events, and I'm like, well, I cater for that. And then I would see more people like, hey, they're directing this back of house, and they're doing it like quick, quick, quick. People are going there and everybody attending as a guest was like having a great time. It was like, oh, yeah. this is really great. Yeah, and on a side note, it's like, it's cool having a job at the school you go to because you get yeah. to know like the behind so the scenes. So true. <laughs> All three of us. And sometimes <laughs> the gossip. Yeah. I just, oh my, I just realized now that like, all three yeah. of us is coming, yeah, coming together. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I worked in the special events of property management office. Uh, Chantelle has worked in the HTM office. Yeah, and then exactly. you in catering. So, like, yeah. you know, we got all the bases. Yeah. <laughs> we could run the yeah. school. I think oh we God. actually can. Like, in the future, we'll all see you all there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll make it, like, really Maybe, strange. like, 2030. <laughs> 2030. The best we'll networking there. event you'll ever attend at Ryerson. Yeah. Yeah. We're right here. Like with like a show too for opening and like a full gala. <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, there is an anniversary coming up soon. So, oh yeah, is it Kara Commons? That'll probably be Kara Commons. Which <laughs> oh, the Kara Commons anniversary? Yeah, so much that place. I don't. Um, there's an anniversary coming up at some point. I remember talking about it. Was it like an, like like the oh, HTM yeah. program anniversary? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's either the HTM program or the school or something. It's coming something. soon. <laughs> yeah. All right. And also on top of that, you were part of that Disney program, the Walt Disney program. <gasps> yes. Right? I Tell was. me about that. Oh. It was like ages ago. Honestly, I did not know what I was going to do that summer yet for a job. I knew I needed a job. And then all yeah. my friends... Um, we're like, okay, well, this is a um, like a careers careers booth. What is it? Um, BCH. Oh, I was like, yeah. Oh. In their emails, I think. The business yeah. career hub. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was one of those times when I got like near the time of almost graduation. Didn't have a job yet. I just sent an application since my friends were doing it too. And next thing I hear, got the interview. Did did great. Got it. Uh, invite. And then fourth, it's like. Well, all my friends are going. I have like a support system. Why not do this opportunity that's like work hard, play hard with my friends in Florida, in Disney? Yeah. It's it true. was like a no brainer. Yes, let's go. Right. Yeah. So, so also just here's a tip, guys. Those BCH emails are actually helpful. Read yeah. those emails. <laughs> Don't send those to junk. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Super helpful. Yeah. I don't think I like really used it until like second year, like third year, yeah. probably. There's good stuff in there. Yeah. I remember I for me, I kind of regretted not doing the Disney program because like like my, my first year or second year, I was like in that like, oh, I'm I'm too cool for all this kind of mindset. You know, like, I'm, I'm just here. <laughs> I didn't go to know school, that. go home. Like I didn't care about anything, but I'm like, okay, maybe I should have actually like applied for that Disney program because it sounded pretty cool. <laughs> so what did you do at like um Disney? Like what was your, your position? Um I had experience in retail. So I applied for like a sales, uh, like a kind of merchandiser, like taking, mm -hmm. you know, over overseeing like, um, like a shop for clothes or like just merchandise really. Mm -hmm. And it was great because there was something called uh, a fun, fun tainment or something like that. Whereas you're just not on cashier. Yes, I'm taught cashier. Yes, I'm taught to do like the Disney count where it was counting very particularly making sure your guest would know the exact amount. It was about playing with the merchandise. You get to play with kids. You get to show it around. It's almost as if you're a princess yourself playing like with a bubble wand. You're really spreading the magic with everybody who comes across you. And I would never in my head ever think it's just sales, just sales. Yes, there's a number to hit. But it was so much more fun than just the number. Um, 
and, a, and that was that was about it. I was a, I had a great position at Epcot, where um, I was in charge of like five five shops basically. Oh, and different wow. uniforms every single sector. So like I got to know the layout of five different places and it got me like really flexible, meeting new people because of wow. shift changes. It was I thought it was great. Yeah. Not just like one 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 job, same place every yeah. day. Yeah. I would assume you probably like thrived in that environment, like going back to what you said earlier, like 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 moving parts. Like you love just like fast paced kind of work. I did, I did. And it was like the people, everybody wow. was like in the international program so friendly, just mm-hmm most magical place to be you know it really was yeah most magical place to be but was it the most magical place to work at (laughs) it was you know it is like shift work at the end of the day okay so you still have to do like that eight hours but after that after doing it with people that you learn to love from different countries right Mm -hmm. you get to go to the parks all for free all of them Okay, see, now, like, I, now I really regret not doing it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like everyone I knew who, who went and was, like, part of your friend group, like, they had a great time. Because I, I remember going to that session in my first year and being, like, I want to go to this program, like, immediately. And obviously, I went through a COVID year, so that was not the case for me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like everyone had a really good time, and they talked highly about it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they did, and I'm not just like lying so they can back me up. <laughs> but, uh, it was great that we had each other. Mm-hmm. Very lucky, yeah. Yeah. So that Disney program just lasted for a year, or no, like a summer. It was summer. summer. Yes. Yeah. It, and then you, um, and then you came back, and then uh, is, was that when you became president of RHCSS? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I really have to recall a bit, but yes, I remember getting like a confirmation email when I was in Florida. I had like a like a FaceTime with the previous um, president, Kareem, and he was like working in Vancouver. Um, wow. Some good news. And yeah, started late because I didn't come back from the program until like later into like the uh, you know school start date. But we figured it out. It was a good time. I got a team together and um, had events going that were set for like annual. Um, so like International Tourism Day. So mm-hmm. it was like, kind of come back. Okay, okay, we had to make an event for this event, make it good. So it was like a whole lot of hustle in between, which is good. Throws you into, you know, the position and experience. Yeah. Yeah, because um, we also, Chantal and I, we also had experience <laughs> in RHCSS unfortunately not with you as our president yeah, as our boss <laughs> but yeah like I would like I I really enjoyed the, uh, the experience I've had there in Rome because like I I got super close with people in my program and mm-hmm. um um and um I helped plan the the um the annual conference yeah like right. um Zara um the president of our year Zara Abdullah um she like trusted me and like pretty much gave me like was like here you guys were the clipboard people of the yeah. conference. Like I, I, you were I was the clipboard the girl, people. <laughs> the Raptors game with the clipboard running around. Exactly. It's true. I remember seeing that clipboard. It was very thick. <laughs> yeah. I remember that was you a really thick operation. Running around as well, running the show. And I attended yeah. that conference, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was great. I thought you were definitely switching it up, you know, always like leveling up. From the previous years, right? Because there's a two-year yeah. gap. It was great. Yeah. Was like, well, thank you. New level. Yeah. What's like sure. like a memorable like event that you hosted as a as president? I'd have to say. I mean, the biggest one that we had to work really hard on was that conference. yearly conference. Yeah. And it was about oh, just get thrown into that having never planned an event that big and since the previous president i mean great he was like in vancouver thriving in his new job we were all happy for him but it was hard to ask for help Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and maybe yeah it was a personal thing like i didn't know i didn't know who to ask i guess so it made it hard but also i had a team that made it easy 
but in between, you know, some things just had to get done that wouldn't get done. That's frustrating. But at the end of the day, it was a good conference. Everybody showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the I mean, the photos look great. Yeah. I was going through the drive one day and I found all the photos. They look great. <laughs> yeah. I got to go through that too then <laughs> to yes. make sure like I'm not thinking yeah, just of something else. <laughs> down memory lane. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So I also have down in our notes, um, you were also, I guess, was this after RHCSS, but you were also a Baxter student ambassador. Yes. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Was that something involving like traveling? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so I, I believe that was like through another hospitality towards an email to apply yeah. Baxter being like a travel travel media magazine Mm -hmm. company um i think it was around i want to say after i can't be sure what year but it was in a time where i was transitioning i wanted to transition from operations to like uh hospitality and like hotelier to tours Mm -hmm. so i applied for this because tom griffin was talking about it and it was about um if you were a student that selected were selected after doing a video application on a topic of tourism. I still remember my topic was to research how Air Canada or no Air Transact would sell their trips to France. Very specific. Ooh. I'm sure Frederick loved that one. <laughs> was, you know, I, hopefully he saw it. I stuttered a little bit in that video. It's on it's on YouTube somewhere and Oh, it's on YouTube. If I look back, oh. I'm pretty sure I would do some cringing. See, um, I didn't. I, was- I didn't dig deep enough. I would have watched that before I did this. Okay, but but you got the ambassador position, so obviously yes. it was a good video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was great. They like invited us to like a networking session. They had brought in people like in the industry to meet. They also brought in other students who, just like me, got the title of ambassador. And as, you know, it's kind of like a prize, we're all given an opportunity to take some um, like specialty jobs here and there, whether it be like in a resort in a different area, like in a different like, city of Ontario, I believe, or um, yeah, mainly like work experiences like that, like travel agent. And you put your, if you want to put your um, feet in the, through the door, never done like travel agency, um, it's like sales. That was an option. I think I opted in for that. But what had happened was I delayed that to go on an Amsterdam exchange. And I kind of delayed it so much that it kind of just like, unfortunately disappeared. But I'm very, very grateful I was given that, you know, opportunity in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I want to talk about that because my first experience with Jessie before I like even met her um, was how she was this super involved person who had just come back from traveling for like extended periods of time and this is my first experience with you when I had entered first year I think you were talking at orientation or something about your experiences yeah I did a few of that (laughs) how could I not promote like oh it was so fun to like I lived in Amsterdam for that entire half semester learned so much saw so much I was just coming off that high from coming back telling literally every single person like wow Amsterdam exchange was so great met so many people traveled so many places like go do it if if possible yeah so how long were you there for it was a semester like a December to oh like three months yeah it was like yeah exactly I want to say like school probably ended like April but um, I took that opportunity to like travel more in Europe. So I kind of did some back nice. there. And then after that, didn't see my family in a while. Everybody was in Hong Kong, flew over to Hong Kong, did some travel in Asia. Then did I come back? And that's why maybe I was like even more hyped since it was like way yeah. more travel than I thought I would. I came back. Where, where else in Europe did you like travel to after Amsterdam? Ooh, Amsterdam. I did Paris, which I was really hyped up for. But I also was backpacking alone, being oh, alone wow. in the city of love. I think I want to go back again. <laughs> but not alone this time. Know, doing selfies while every couple beside me, you know. So 
like oh, love of my life. I like was a part of like or beside so many like engagements, and I was like, oh, oh, my God. oh no, <laughs> once or twice, I swear. Um, but I did some like backpacking around with a friend that I met in Europe, and that was probably the best time. Like Prague, East Europe, which I would never think I would ever go, but it was about getting wow. out of your comfort zone. Went to East mm-hmm. Europe, type of thing. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, go. All right. I'll give, so, you a, I'll give you all the pins on my map. Oh my gosh. I love that. Make us an, an itinerary and we'll go. Oh. <laughs> this is literally the event planner in us. I was this like, yeah. itinerary, Google Doc, this operations thing. manual. <laughs> yeah, everything. Give it to us all. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so you came back from, um, from Amsterdam. Yes. So you're doing all these jobs, RHCSS, uh, catering, Walt Disney World, while still going to school. Yeah. How do you have time to sleep? <laughs> oh, did you yeah, have time to sleep? Hard. I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't say it was hard. I think marks and academic wise, I didn't graduate with honor roll, you know, like <laughs> some things you give and take, you know, where you want to put mm-hmm. your effort. I made sure I passed everything. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've never been asked about my GPA, right? Until yeah. now we're talking about it. It's quite funny. But yeah, you know, all my professors, I, I think most importantly, all my professors, I still got to connect with. And it wasn't about the grade. It was about how I connected with them through the course. And yeah. I think that was good enough for me. So it's like the importance of uh, networking, having the connections. Yeah. And I guess it also helped because some of your jobs were at Ryerson. Yeah. So you get to know you, you get to know some of the profs and like the administrators beyond the classroom, beyond mm-hmm. the office. Mm-hmm. Which is so helpful. Incredibly important. Must say, yeah. best thing I did during first year. <laughs> Yeah. Um, God. I hope I I hope somehow, some way I gave you that. I maybe I told you in first year and now you took advantage of it. I think I think we met at World Tourism Day. I want to say RHGSS really like made all of this happen in every way. Yeah. So I think it was World Tourism Day, but you had like great vibes and you were you were just coming off your eight month trip essentially. <laughs> Thank you. Good vibes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you're doing all this during your undergrad, and then March 2020 comes. Ouch. So, yeah. you know, like, I guess you and me, you, you, we were on this high, you know, like, we're doing everything, we're working towards this degree, and then the world shut down. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, and we're stuck at home for, like, nine months. Yeah. Toronto. No one was hiring. Yeah. So how did you navigate your post undergrad career in mm-hmm. a pandemic in that that first wave it was <laughs> that situation hard. yeah in that situation yeah at first i was like okay great the entire hospitality and everybody in our program is like all on the same page but how could i wish that obviously i want everybody to like thrive in what they want to be doing mm-hmm. for a little bit i was like okay great i can finally take a breather but this, then the quarantine was like going here, opening, here, opening, here, opening, you know, further, further apart. And it was hard. Um, yeah. Sure, I did some like self-development in during the pandemic, um, made some sort of type of schedule for myself where I applied for those Ryerson boot camps, did some coding oh, there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I started exercising really regularly again making sure I was healthy, spending time with my parents. I mean, the only person I could see, so I had to make sure that was a good relationship. Um, yeah. American Sign Language. I think oh, I that's it. cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I know that. I can't even tell you. I like J. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to. I need yeah. to. Yeah. All, I know, yeah. That, okay. I, all I know is that <laughs> this means I love you or something. Or No. This means I love you or something. I don't know. I saw that on TikTok. I cannot confirm or deny that, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If there was a comment live section, people would just like... Oh, I know. (laughs) Um, And they'll make fun of me for doing whatever I just did. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully that wasn't anything bad. Okay. Well, um, let's see. I guess cooking made some like really bad um, banana bread like everybody else in the world. Yeah. Yeah, not my strength. Um um but yeah it was hard it was just hit so abruptly a a hard stop but i guess what mattered was that 
when things or opportunities were coming back up, I was open to trying or like broadening where I wanted to go. As yeah. I said, I wanted to get out of hospitality in, in hotelier. I wanted to get into tourism specifically, but I had to like throw that the window. Like, hey, I know my experience yeah. in hotelier is good. Let me kind of like push that about myself. And it's about, you know, whatever's open, what I could learn from. I just kind of applied yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and go ahead, Chantel. I was just going to say, I think you're basically working in, in tourism now. Um, like, how did you get from, you know, <laughs> pandemic situation to everything that you're doing now? Because you're doing a lot now as well. I was, honestly, I was lucky. Like, it was that time where I was sending in like 10 resume emails or LinkedIn or Indeed. Like, so many had a whole Excel about it. Nobody was getting back to me. It was, it was like a, a whole high and low. It's send 10 emails and like, okay, this is a really good job. Hopefully it'll last me, but it doesn't come through. But finally it does come through in like the October where like two of the jobs got back to me and it wasn't ideal in a few ways. Like maybe the pay or the schedule or the title, right? But I was like, mm -hmm. hey, like who am I to choose right now? Like I, I need to get myself busy again. Um, it was somewhat in the hospitality sector. I know I could do it really well. And my mom would say like, well, if you know you can do it, you can grow within, right? Yeah. So I'm still in those positions that I applied for plus one more. Nice. So yeah, so like before we get into like in depth about like your positions, I don't know if you felt the same way how I felt. Cause like when um, like undergrad ended, like, like I kept comparing myself where I was to like past years alumni. You know, but then at the same time, like I couldn't do that because, like, it, it made myself feel guilty. It was like, okay, like, well, they're here and they're here, but I'm like, they never had to deal with a pandemic, so like, I had to be like a little more um, forgiving of like what I'm doing now, you know. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. like, you know, like, like, um, like, how do I say this? Like, like I can't feel bad that I'm at home, you know, like, like I don't know, like cooking or you know, doing this, doing that, or like, just like taking like, or waking up at like noon, because like, it's a pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was like, somebody, apparently, somebody told somebody that in an interview question, somebody asked, like, how did you develop yourself in during the pandemic? And people are like, hello, it's during the pandemic. Don't yeah, don't like I didn't like we, yourself we exactly. Yeah. You need to get, um, you know, you slowly by yourself at your comfortability and at your own pace, um, figure out the rest of what you do. But yeah, 100%, I was trying to say, like, I 100% compared myself. A lot of my friend circles came from, um, like, graduated with really great jobs and that I was jealous of, in a way. But yeah. also, again, how could I not? Because it's what they wanted to do. It's perfect for them. Um very happy for them and i'd still get connected with them and there's a little pang of like oh man this person has like their full-time job with benefits yeah. and here I yeah there is the like mm -hmm. i wish i was there but at the same time we, we have to be proud of like where we are given the yeah. circumstances right 100 percent. yeah and it's not like they were they were rude about it they were like hey you can find a job you'll find a job that's perfect for you and like here i am didn't yeah. think i'd be here but here i am with the great job that i love yeah personally yeah. yeah so like you actually got hired at two places yes yeah so uh unionville bia mm -hmm. and um main street markham or markham village sorry markham village yes. bia yes yeah both in markham just 10 minutes away from me <laughs> yes. we're going soon yeah, yeah we're going soon. to my events that i'm yeah. finding soon. all right so let's start with unionville because that's where like everyone talks about so like yes. what do you what what is your position at unionville and like what's like a typical day at your job? Mm -hmm. Ooh, well, in Unionville, I am the market coordinator. So they used to Ooh. have like an annual market in the summer, but just this year, I mean, last year it didn't happen because of COVID, but we are revamping it this year um, with a nice location, with new vendors, uh, new marketing tactics, new, um, everything marketing new in different ways. And so what I do is 
by creating this weekly, it's a Sunday market. Am I not only am I supporting, reaching out and, you know, inviting, supporting these local um, entrepreneurs in a way, I'm also um, supporting, reviving the business, the local businesses on that street. And that's the main point of the BIA, the business improvement area, is to, you know, bring tourism to its streets. Make sure people yeah. know about it. Shop local, beautify the community, and it's fantastic because it's a it's it's a good community and things that you're fixing or helping to fix is a feel good thing. It's great, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you talked about like tourism. So like right now, is your focus more so on like domestic tourism, or are you slowly working towards incorporating like the international tourism back into the fold? Mm-hmm. Domestic for now. Um, we are a pretty small street and just kind of, um, reaching out to communities. If anything, like we, I want to be reaching out to more people in Toronto because it's Markham, mm -hmm. you know, it's a nice little getaway from the city. There's nice little ravines and parks that you can walk. So yeah. a lot of people like to come for that. And if they come for that, like, Hey, there's a market, let's explore the area. I mean, that's, that's what yeah. I'm trying to, yeah, that would be and and you've been reaching out to, to places in Toronto, even. I saw, like, Courage Cookies, which is one of my favorite places, is down yeah. here. And Affirmate, which is, I guess it's more like an online company, but the yeah. person who runs it is also Ghost Ryerson. Uh -huh. So you've been reaching out to places outside of, yeah. of Markham, for sure. Oh, yes. It was hard at first because, you know, you also have to – you're following COVID regulations mm -hmm. from the city. Mm -hmm. The city of Markham is – Obviously, there's there's a lot of rules when events happen. Then there's vendors like about their scheduling or you know COVID concerns or uh, finances, all of that planning that I didn't think of before I took the job. Now that I'm thinking of for them, I'm only doing what's best for them. I'm not gonna pitch them something that I don't think they would benefit from. That's not what it is. It's about yeah. making a community out of everything. Yeah. So just to clarify on one thing. So the Sunday market, it's not just for businesses on Main Street Unionville. It's like you're trying to showcase small businesses in the GTA. Correct. Correct. Oh, okay. That's fun. Wow. It is fun. Yeah. 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 Hard and fun. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And like you created this kind of market. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We are definitely going, Chantel. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's in the GCAL. Like, we're going. Yeah, if it's we're in going. the GCAL. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. If it's on the GCAL, it's, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. 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 We might go before this episode gets released. So, yeah. <gasps> we probably will. We probably yeah, will. We are. Yeah. 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 We're yeah. Gonna shoot some content, I think, while we're up there. Yeah. While I'm up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 10 minutes away from me, but then Chantel is in downtown. So I'm in downtown. Mm -hmm. I'm a little a ways away from that. Yeah. <laughs> you find a way. Your friends are here. You'll find a way to come here. Yeah. Oh, I will. So, um, so um, main Markham Village BIA, mm -hmm. are you in this? Are you employed in the same capacity there? Or what's your role over there? Um, it's a little bit bigger. So uh, I was hired as an events marketing specialist first. Okay. For Unionville BIA. And the job title was more, yes, uh, focusing on creating events and marketing it to, again, bring tourism to the street. But of course, back in September, October, there was no events at all. This is the, mm -hmm. the farmer's market is the first event ever. So I got ahead of myself. So uh, up, so from that time to now, I've been doing a lot of online marketing um, connecting with all of the businesses that are on the street, reaching out to do what I can to support their business of like, you know, takeouts or um, yeah, mainly takeouts or the services, moving their services online for selling and stuff like that. Um, only now, Main, uh, yeah, Main Street Markham, the Markham Village BIA has a farmer's market. So I've been planning that on the Saturdays. Yeah. So on the Saturdays you do Markham and then on yeah. the Sundays you do Unionville. Yes. Wow. Yep. Yep. Weekends are booked. Weekends are oh. booked. And I'm, don't even get me on the third place. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so your third place, tell us a little bit about that. Not as exciting as uh, mar weekend markets, but. Well, I'll fit it into one day. Cause 
So my third job is a shift supervisor at Kettleman's Bagels out in Etobicoke. So what I'm doing is just making sure the restaurant's in like tip top shape, yeah. um, you know, overseeing the team, my team members uh, for the shift, um, overseeing like wholesale, making sure that everything is like COVID up to date, following the regulations and obviously like the cleanliness and hospitality of the place. Yeah. Um, um, do you guys exciting. Have... No, it's yeah. great. So exciting. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys still like, do you guys have patios or? No. Or is it, it it's not like a restaurant. It's, it's more not so quite like a patio. A no, it's a garage. Yeah, yeah, yes and no. We have like a, we, it's a full restaurant where like there's a garage door. Um, oh, okay. I get it. That can go up, but it's technically indoor dining just with a garage. So we haven't been right. able to open it up for people. Okay. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, when it does, we'll stop by. Yeah, yeah we'll... I love to send you. We're gonna bag. stop by Markham Market. We're gonna stop by the Unionville Market, <laughs> and then we're we gonna could... drive all the way to Etobicoke. Yeah, and that's what I do, exactly. and that's what I do on some weekends if I'm scheduled. Oh, yeah. on the weekend to do my market Saturday or Sunday, and I I'm scheduled to do the supervisor job in the evening. I do a three to eleven, so I'm in Markham in the morning planning that out, clean up you know, finish everything with my volunteers. Then I'm driving to Etobicoke doing the next shift. Wow. So what does your week actually look like? <laughs> well, thank God, like, um, for the BIA jobs, I'm mm. able to work from home. Mm. Okay. So I'll work from home in the morning and then I'll do the evening shift three to 11. Oh, but okay. say if I do need to be in the office, I will drive there first thing in the morning, get everything done um and then drive drive out to a topical yeah. yeah so with three jobs how do you keep that like work-life balance because <laughs> it's, it's like like going down like like your responsibilities and stuff it's like it's like kind of like what you did in like undergrad where you're juggling school and like volunteer and like jobs except now you're driving over the gta yeah. instead of on that's campus so true and yeah i got that driver license but that's so true i never <laughs> thought about it until now that I am, like, I guess when you say it like that, I guess it feels like I've done this before, juggling all these things. Okay. And maybe that's why I feel like I'm able to do it more so. So Ryerson, you know, all yeah. the clubs and stuff was like, it got me set for what I'm doing now. I can't say yeah. it more. Yeah. yeah. So like I, like, I know people, like, they have, like, tactics, like, oh, like, I can't, I do work in the bedroom. Like, that's just for, like, sleep. So, like, do you have, mm -hmm. like, your, like, or like methods of like keeping work separate from like personal life because like, i guess like by working from home like it gets convoluted so like how do you keep that balance yeah i totally get that i guess I, in a way i'm still trying to work on that i mean it's a whole lot of force myself to with okay so i should say this with juggling the three different roles i have to make sure i get things done so wherever i am usually in the living room here I allocate that time like, hey, well, I need to leave the house by two o'clock for my next job. Well, I, I just have to finish that up. I have to. There's a like yeah. a self deadline. Um, yeah, in place. Yeah. So I guess just like time management, obviously. Yeah. So you yeah. also live, you also live by the Google calendar. Nothing has changed yeah. since undergrad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm writing things. I don't, I don't, I'm not too focused on the GCAL anymore just because I, I, I've been liking that flexibility of work from home and like there's no boss to like oversee you. Just trust me that I'm doing my stuff. I'm getting the marketing done, getting the planning done. And it's working really well. It's working really well. That's good to hear. All right. So we are one year into the pandemic, a year and a bit. Um, like you've, you've had like a thriving career. So what is like, I guess, an advice that you would give for like current HTM students or any student studying hospitality mm -hmm. or like also, I guess it's a two part question. Like, was there a silver lining to like the pandemic and like your career? Yeah. Give us your wise wisdom. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, um, my silver lining is that like I'm so grateful to have landed these jobs that are actually in my sector and that I'm actually passionate about supporting these small businesses and like working with a community to better it, to beautify, beautify it. Mm -hmm. 
make tourism come, right? That's, and I've been getting, because businesses are so, so hit, right? Um, they're so grateful and that really does make me feel good about the work that I'm doing. Love that. And I've loved connecting with all of these people, listening to their stories, hard or good, good news or bad news. Um, made the best connections in like the worst time, right? In hospitality. Um, silver lining is that. I'm sure like more opportunities to come just from yeah. accepting these opportunities. Um, but I was thinking like, and a piece of advice. Yeah. Yeah. The 2021, yeah, the 2021 class is having their graduation in like a few days, like their ceremony, it's online ceremony. So like a piece of advice for like newly grads who are graduating this year. Or students, whatever yeah. you want to share. Yeah. Okay. I'd have to say this. Okay. Realizing your strength. Knowing your weakness, but realizing your strength and what that could do for all, almost all aspects of your life. But since we're talking about career, yes, career. So for me personally, I always knew I was very comfortable talking to people, um, spark conversations in any way. Um, but I always thought that was more of like a, it's a casual skill. Like, great, I'm talking to my family, sparking up conversation there friends or family, right? Conversation just flows out and it's always a good time. But here I am, like I realize I'm finding my way to use it for work. I'm using these people skills to do sales, connecting with vendors, cold calls, warm calls, um, handling guest complaints, handling organization, planning, that's talking to people, um, going through like a bunch of like chain people, this person, this person, this person, this person, making that connection. Um, realizing that strength is what's helping me thrive in these three positions. So nice. Very wise words. Yeah. Very wise words. Realize your did you make notes, Chantel? <laughs> I did. It was all here. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm I'm taking it in. <laughs> okay. Can you do like yeah. a little realize your strength? <laughs> oh, I wish I had that. <laughs> Oh, the editing power will have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I think Sorry. it's just that. That's, I think I'm going to stick with that for a little bit longer to see what other kind of wisdom will throw my way. But that's what I got. Yeah. I mean, okay, we're wrapping up slowly our last episode here, and we have a fun piece left. Um, some rapid fire. Yeah. That. Realize oh strengths. And you got the graphics going there. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like an ad. Like, all right. So, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. So, we have, um, as Chantal said, a quick little game uh, this or that rapid fire. Just some of them are um, hospitality just related. Casual. Some of them are not. They're just casual. Just casual. Just want to get to know you, right? All right. So, uh, Chantal, do you want to just take turns? You go first and I'll. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Okay, Jesse, here you go. Hotel or Airbnb? Well, Airbnb. <laughs> Dine-in versus takeout. Takeout. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Sorry? Coffee or tea? Coffee. Are you a morning bird or a night owl? Morning. Morning? Okay. Uh, do you prefer music or podcasts? Music. All right. Uh, do you prefer a winter wonderland or an island paradise? A winter wonderland. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Night in or yeah. night out? Night in. Night in. And finally, Main Street Unionville or Main Street Markham? <laughs> no, I can't do that. I can't do it. Not. Are you pleading the fifth? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I love. They're very different demographics the people the job it's i love the yeah good right. answer good answer <laughs> all right so uh just on the screen if you are a video or watcher uh jesse's linkedin and some socials to main street Unionville and mainstream markup are on the screen but is there uh as we wrap up is there anything else that you want to promote jesse give a shout out any no. shout outs anything I... else you're up to Ooh. um i would love to say like 
hit me up with whatever it is, whether it be school or some any advice. I always love connecting with people. I love it when people find me somehow and they're like, oh, you've done this. Can you talk to me about it? I'm like, yes, love that. Um, yeah, quick shout out to the HTM program. This was such a great idea that you guys presented me. I'm so happy. I'm so honored to be their first guest, but also wouldn't be where I would be with this, like in, oh. in the sector if it wasn't for the administrators, um, the faculty, my my group of friends. I think they all know who they are. But yeah, every person that I've like come across in the program has definitely helped shape me to be here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And for the audio listeners, all of this information will be in the description. Yes. Yeah. But other than that, we did it. The very first episode. That's it. <laughs> oh my God. Do that. Um, low budget. The low budget. The low budget yeah. clapping. I think it's it calls for it. Love. Yeah. All right. So you guys can follow um, RHAA on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at RHAA Ryerson. And our LinkedIn is just our full name, Ryerson Hospitality Alumni Association. Yeah. <laughs> See you all on our socials. See, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Thank you.